The Island Digest is a sampling of the stories in this week's Journal of the San Juans, Islands Sounder, and Islands Weekly, which are on newsstands now. The December 28th edition is brought to you by Orcus Center. I'm Caleb Summers. Headlines from the week of December 28, 2022. Winter solstice brings snow to the islands. After three decades of coaching, Sasan retires. San Juan County launches text to 911 for emergency response. Plus, choice excerpts from the sheriff's log. From the Journal of the San Juan Islands, Winter Solstice Brings Snow to the Islands by Heather Spaulding Approximately two feet of snow blanketed the islands December 20th, causing many people to slow down and stay home. Those that drove found compact snow and ice treacherous, with car after car sliding into ditches. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration issued a wind chill advisory of zero, lasting through the evening of Thursday, December 22nd. Even the Salish Sea froze along the shoreline. Islanders are strongly encouraged to check in on each other, make sure neighbors are okay, and reach out to anyone who might be vulnerable, San Juan County Department of Energy Management Brendan Cowan reminded the community in an email, adding that islanders should contact 911 for emergencies of any kind, including related to temperatures and the outage. Please do not contact 911 to check on the status of the outage or for other non-emergencies. Dispatchers have their hands full, he wrote. The storm politely arrived within the San Juan Island School District's scheduled winter break, allowing children to enjoy the snow and giving the town a picturesque holiday look. Islanders are no strangers to storms. One of the worst blizzards occurred on Friday, January 13, 1950. According to old journal articles, it was a storm that continued for months. Hurricane-force winds were recorded in several areas of the region, and the snow kept falling. Friday Harbor recorded an official low of 8 degrees on that day, although some interior locations on the island reported lows of 0 degrees. A rare combination of Arctic winds roaring down the Fraser River Valley, through British Columbia, and down into the U.S., where it collided with a separate wet storm blowing off the Pacific Ocean and the Strait of Juan de Fuca, created what is often referred to as a perfect storm. In the January 19th edition that year, the journal reported the blizzard caused extensive damage on San Juan Island, a minimum of nine small boats sank in Friday Harbor. Power and telephone lines were downed by falling trees. Almost everyone experienced frozen pipes. Homeowners experienced frozen water pipes so extreme they forced bathroom fixtures from the walls. According to an article by the San Juan Historical Museum and Society published in the San Juan Update, it is to this day one of the worst blizzards to strike San Juan Island in recorded history. Still, the ferries still ran, 
according to that article, although not on schedule. Mail continued to be delivered by boats and planes, and line workers braved the elements to restore power to homes and businesses. However, the snow continued to fall. A warm front previously predicted for January 29th did not arrive. The San Juans did thaw enough for island schools to open on Monday, January 30th. On February 2nd, the journal wrote, The children, as well as the adults, are tired of the winter, and many of the students expressed the desire to return to their schoolwork. Snow continued through most of that month. The islands would not completely thaw until spring that year. For detailed information on winter weather preparedness, including dealing with frozen pipes, icy roads, and other issues, please visit www.islandsready.org new-page-1. From the Islands Sounder, After Three Decades of Coaching, Sasan Retires, by Corey Wiscombe. It was a gymnasium filled with smiles and great joy on December 15th as Orcas Island High School held a celebration evening for the coaching retirement of local legend Greg Sasan. Sasan has led Orcas youth sports teams since 1988. He has coached softball, volleyball, boys basketball, and girls basketball, respectively. His more than three-decade tenure will likely never be matched, and while I don't have the exact number of games he has won as a coach, I am certain it is a number that will never be surpassed. And a quick glance through the OHS trophy case will undoubtedly reveal a specific mustache that comes up time and team again and again. Coach Sasan's influence has always focused on hard work, sportsmanship, character building, and bringing joy and laughter into the passion of sport. Notorious for being a fearsome competitor while at the same time the most easygoing and likable guy, it's no wonder that Sasan is well-loved by so many of his players, literally generations of them. At a celebration luau that followed the games on the evening of December 15th, Coach Sasan was joined by alumni players, current OHS athletes, faculty, community, friends, and family to share a meal and reflect on Sasan's monumental achievement. As a former assistant coach under Sasan, I was honored to share words of respect about his amazing accomplishments. What has always been most impressive to me about the man was, and is, the size of his heart. Always making room for youth, his arms continually opening wider and wider to allow young players a safe space to come and join a team, learn to work hard together, and try to accomplish a dream. His presence and actions have always carried the spirit of aloha, true to Coach Sasan's Hawaiian roots. What a gift to share with others. When the time came for Coach Sasan to speak, he was humble and filled with gratitude, especially for his wife Louise and her patience while he coached all those years. 
Louise has also been an OHS coach, so she understands deeply the commitment that her husband has been devoted to and what it takes to lead a team. The tradition continues in their daughter, Seda Ashcraft, as she assists in coaching both volleyball and girls' basketball. And the Sasan's grandchildren are now finding their way into high school and becoming sports stars themselves. So you can be sure you will find Greg at the local games, cheering his Vikings on through it all, always smiling and ready to shake a hand or give a hug. With much love and aloha, our little Pacific Northwest Island would like to say mahalo, thanks, to Greg Sasan for all he has given to our community. You are truly a living legend, Coach, who has inspired and brightened the lives of countless young athletes, whether they are superstars or not. From the Islands Weekly, San Juan County launches Text to 911 for Emergency Response. San Juan County is pleased to announce that cellular phone users in the county can now send text messages to 911 in an emergency. This new feature increases accessibility to emergency services and helps San Juan County's emergency response teams quickly and effectively assist residents and visitors alike. San Juan County is the 32nd county in Washington to implement the new feature. With the challenging geography of our county, text to 911 will give more accessibility to those who have minimal cell phone coverage, said Sheriff Ron Krebs. Nationwide, text to 911 is being used by the hearing impaired as well as those whose safety is in danger of making a 911 phone call. This is another piece that allows us to continue to serve our communities better. Text to 911 is a vital service that can be used by anyone. It is intended, however, for the following users. Those who are deaf, hard of hearing, or who may have a speech disability now have another course of action rather than a phone call. Text to 911 will also work for someone who is in a situation where it is not safe to place a voice call to 911, as well as someone who finds themselves in a medical emergency which renders them incapable of speech but able to text. The cellular phone user in a location where cell coverage is spotty, however, a text would go through, this is a great tool. Emergency response crews urge 911 users to call if possible, but text if they need to. Texting should only be utilized when calling isn't an option. Users should also be aware that texting is not always instantaneous, meaning it may take slightly longer to dispatch emergency services in a text to 911 situation. How text to 911 works. You must have a text or data plan for your cell phone to place a text to 911 message. There is no charge to the customer for sending a text to 911. When sending the text, enter 911 into the to or recipient field. The first message should be location and type of help needed. For instance, 1234 Spring Street, Friday Harbor. Need ambulance for injury. Press send 
and stay with your phone. Be prepared to answer questions via text, use full words, keep messages concise. Follow instructions from the 911 operator. The text to 911 system cannot handle emojis. The entire text will not send if emojis are used. Photos or videos. San Juan County is not equipped to receive photos or videos via text to 911. Links or URLs. San Juan County is not equipped to receive a URL via text to 911. San Juan County 911 dispatchers are excited to have the latest technology and ability to assist our community said San Juan County Dispatch Supervisor Robin de la Zerda. Text to 911 offers a solution for residents during multiple circumstances. Now, 911 is available regardless of physically limiting conditions or cellular service availability. We look forward to having the additional resource to assist our community. Text to 911 is currently running and available for use. The Sheriff's Office advises that the service has been thoroughly tested and asks residents not to test it for themselves as this ties up a dispatcher while they respond to the text. Please remember, text to 911 is not yet available in all counties in Washington. If you send a text to 911 from a wireless carrier in a city or county without text to 911 capabilities, you will receive a message saying there is no such service available and to make a voice call to 911. For more details and updates about text to 911, go to www.sanjuanco.com/395/ 911-communications. And now, choice selections from the San Juan County Sheriff's Log. On December 15th, a deputy responded to a traffic hazard call on San Juan Island. Upon arrival, it was discovered that the call was a one-vehicle collision into a boulder that occurred sometime in the overnight hours. There was no driver on the scene, and no driver was identified. A state collision report was taken. An Orcas Island deputy responded to a home on Sunset Street for possible vandalism. A house sitter reported an unknown person or vehicle knocked the call box to the electric gate of the residence. This occurred within the last week, and there are no investigative leads. An Orcas Island deputy responded to an animal problem at 484 Camp Orkila Road. A dead sea otter had been placed in the field by an unknown person or entity. There are no investigative leads. A report was taken. On December 16th, a bicycle was found on a trail between Orion Lane and A Street in East Sound. No owner information is available. The bicycle was booked into the property room at the Orcas substation. An Orcas Island deputy stopped a vehicle on the 400 block of Mount Baker Road for a subject driving the vehicle known to be unlicensed. The driver of the vehicle was issued an infraction for driving without a license and an open container of alcohol. The passenger was issued a criminal citation for a minor. A tire 
on a deputy's patrol car was damaged when the sidewall inadvertently rubbed a curb and caused a flat. Fleet maintenance changed the tire and the vehicle was back in service without any delay in service. On December 17th, a Lopez deputy responded to an animal-at-large call. Two dogs escaped while their owner was preoccupied cutting wood. The dogs were located and returned. San Juan deputies responded to a report of a missing person. Deputies searched the area and were unable to locate the individual or their vehicle. The individual was entered as missing. The investigation is ongoing. On December 18th, a Lopez deputy responded to a report of harassment by costume-wearing persons. The reporting party was determined to be having a delusional episode. A deputy on San Juan Island spoke with a citizen who wanted to report something that had happened in Friday Harbor a couple of days earlier. The individual was recognized to be the reported missing person from the day prior, they said they would contact their family. A report was completed. On December 20th, a deputy on San Juan Island stopped an ATV on Spring Street for driving recklessly. The driver was issued an infraction for negligent driving in the second degree. A deputy on San Juan Island was dispatched to a report of vandalism where a truck drove through a field drove recklessly, and caused extensive damage. The case is currently ongoing. This concludes the December 28, 2022 edition of the Island Digest. This edition is brought to you by Orcus Center. Orcus Center is your place for fun and intrigue this winter with live concerts, performances, art openings, and more. To check out upcoming events and purchase tickets, visit www.orcuscenter.org. Thank you for listening to the Island Digest, a small sampling of what's in your local print newspapers this week. The Journal, Sounder, and Weekly rely upon advertising, subscriptions, and donations to support our mission of high-quality community journalism. To contribute, visit our websites or email publisher Colleen Smith-Summers at csmith at soundpublishing.com. Thanks for listening to the Island Digest. Happy New Year from all of us here, and we look forward to sharing more local news from San Juan County with all of you throughout 2023. Happy New Year and Happy Holidays.